Welcome back to Colombian Influence. We are on chapter 14, Empowering Ourselves. Yes, this Ooh. is uh, nearing the end. And of course, at the beginning of the chapter, I have a quote at the very beginning. So I'm very excited <laughs> for that. Um, Every time. We'll just go through uh, the sections that stuck out to us, a few of our favorite quotes, and just how it made us feel. Uh, like Erica said, this chapter is titled Empowering Ourselves. So I really like that there was a chapter devoted to this. Um, I think it links a lot back to coming out of the fog. And I'm realizing, or I realized earlier when reading these in preparation for recording, that chapter 13, I think I skipped entirely because I was like, reunion? Ah, I don't need reunion. And then chapter 14, I was like, oh, wait, we have notes. Okay, so... <laughs> You made it that far the first time. Apparently. I don't have any recollection of this the first time. I don't know. Whatever. It happens. Um, Okay. So chapter 14, just in that intro, uh, one thing that I've talked about in the past, um, they just kind of acknowledge the problem is not adoption. Uh, The actual chapter or the actual quote that I wanted to bring out was... Oh, I guess I'll just read the whole thing instead of cutting it in half. I would because I put parentheses and scarred that. I agree with this so much. So go for it. Okay. So the quote is, adoption has attempted with greater or lesser degrees of success to be the solution to a problem, the problem of unplanned pregnancies. This is assuming, of course, that adoption is seen as an institution which seeks parents for babies who have to be separated from their first mother's and not as an institution which seeks babies for childless couples. Anyway, that's all we had to say for this chapter. That's all you need to know. Just kidding. Um, But always, the first page, first section, she always nails it with that. Yeah. Because even right after that, I mean, you can go into that a little bit more if you want to, but I just had that babies should never be separated from their mother unless it's absolutely necessary Mm -hmm. because separation causes trauma and trauma leaves the baby or the child wounded. The wounds affect adoptees all their lives and greatly impacts their relationships with others as they go throughout the life cycle. Like, (sighs) okay, Okay, Nancy, Nancy, come through. (laughs) Yeah, I think... uh, I don't know. I I know the next couple chapters are going to have a couple elements that's going to go into this as far as a conclusion with other implications and situations that have resulted in adoption just being a thing. And this always reminds me of the constant discussion between adoptees that are, which we, I should, I'll repost this, but basically we had a discussion and we kind of started saying our partnership us as Colombian influence, we are neither pro nor anti-adoption. We, over time, I think at the beginning, we were talking about it in a very optimistic way of like, you know, how great it can be. And although that is kind of true, I know we've talked about this in the past as far as being pro or anti, which neither of us, especially at this point, really are. But I think there needs to be more discussion as to why people, especially adoptees, are anti. Because adoptees are the ones that I think should have the biggest voice with this. Yeah. And I feel like theirs is the most... Hmm. And I'm actually thinking about this. Theirs is the most... Like... 
wounded and hurt and probably comes off more defensive than anything. So it's probably discredited. And this is just kind of whatever, as I'm talking about it, just kind of thinking about it. Because obviously people who have those types of conversations and issues, when you're discussing your feelings and it comes off as defensive, it's hard to, I guess, be legitimate in these actual conversations to yes. make something different or change a system. Yep. And hear a different side <sighs> of the argument. Exactly. So. I agree. And obviously, when it comes to just a monetary side, the adoptive parents have the most power. That's where this whole thing, and that's kind of what we get into a little bit more in the last couple chapters, or I guess, yeah, I think 15 or 16, one of the two, there is a little bit more discussion about that. And obviously, we'll save that for next time. Um, But, and we've talked about this before, where it's seeking parents for babies who have been separated from their first mothers. Not as just like, you know, parents seeking these children and doing weird ads that feel really. Mm. Or giving them back. Like, that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah. But basically, as far as this whole chapter goes, it's really validating that whole subject while also talking about your growth and everything. So I felt really validated through this whole chapter. Uh, I guess the one, let me see here, 182, just seeing back what it was about shunning the victim role. That's like the first section in here. Oh, just like the only thing that I underlined of that with, you know, trying to, which I don't really like the way that they talk about it being the victim because earlier in the book, Nancy also like says the adoptee is the victim. Mm -hmm. And I don't really like that we're using the same exact term to be like, well, don't play the victim. It's like, you said we were. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought that was a little confusing. Did yeah. that? I don't know if you remembered that at all I when you were didn't. reading it. But... No. I totally, maybe not skipped over it, but like I read it, but I didn't highlight anything or underline anything in that. See, I just remember that being specified yeah. and being being validated as you were the victim of this big thing. Mm. And now I just, I just wish the terminology was a little bit different. Yes. Um, that and I've also had like, uh, ex that I've you know in my life that mm-hmm. in the past had also dated a different adoptee and all he would ever say was like she would always play the victim really yeah he would always be like she would always play the victim and I'm like according to Nancy we are we are the victim like I don't know it was just really a- annoying but so that's just kind of what made me think of that that and just like Nancy's previous whatever. and that brings me back to I think it was in an early chapter where it says like this is only Gosh, like, we'll find maybe the exact thing, but this was, like, the only time we're the victim and we're supposed to be, like, happy about thankful. it. Yeah. Grateful, thankful, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was a little conflicting mm-hmm. in the way that mm-hmm. it was worded, but that's just that one section. Um, The next one being one that stuck out to you, challenging long-held beliefs. Yeah, and I, was, I have a couple sections oh, yeah. highlighted on here. Pretty and much, like... Quote. The adoptee is paralyzed by the belief that he was responsible for his own abandonment because he wasn't good enough, a good enough baby to keep. And I was just wondering, like, do you feel that way? Or like, I was, the other quote on here was, I was unwanted, therefore I am, I am unworthy. And in most cases, neither of that, neither part of that statement is correct. But like, I feel like you feel like that sometimes, I feel like that sometimes, like, we're just not good enough. Yeah, and I think... More of that, I suppose, less so comes from the initial wound of that. But I think 
because I have this foundation of being a little rocky in that the more that that's actually happened in my adult life, the more it has been amplified. Yes. Whereas I feel like if that had happened and I didn't have this foundation, it would be kind of like, Neh, well, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten better at like processing those things, but it definitely like, I don't know that I reinforce that so hard with myself until these situations happen yeah. with me as an adult. Does yeah, that make sense? That totally makes sense. What about to you? Me anyway. <laughs> um, I didn't answer this for myself. I didn't. I was just, <laughs> you were just asking. <laughs> uh, let's see. Erica didn't do her homework. <laughs> well, I was just like, let me just see what Risa would say on that. I guess, like, I never really felt like the I was unwanted, therefore I'm unworthy. Like, I feel like everyone has their own purpose. And I feel that you just have to figure that out. And I think this chapter is really good at, you know, mm. like, just trying to empower yourself to know that you are worthy of something. And I think just over time, I've gained that self-confidence in myself and different things like that that's helped me understand that I am worthy. And it's not just like anyone can get my time. Anyone can get my knowledge on certain aspects of, you know, what I'm good at or things like yeah. that. So I think that's where it made me take a step back. I think I would just give, give, give to... I don't know, make myself feel better. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And I think that was more teen years of just trying to fit in or feel good because I was kind of unsure of who sure. I was or where I, what People I wanted to be. People pleasing kind of things, which Absolutely. obviously we both have tendencies. Of yes. That. But I, I don't know if I've ever felt like unworthy. It's just finding my purpose and what that is. And I'm still trying to find my purpose. Like sure. what exactly am I here for? Yeah, exactly. The only other thing that I wanted to also just like, I think that this prefaces this, chapter really well is the middle of page 183 if you're angry at your birth mothers for abandoning you why do you keep abandoning yourselves mm. and i think that is just such a Ooh. like a great use of like the fact that a lot of this chapter i think a lot of people in general can relate to that aren't adoptees it's like yes. these are the things that people who have gone through a lot like a friend of ours that we both know has had a lot of childhood trauma that isn't adoption. None yes. of which is related. Yes. A lot of my friends that have gone, well, some of which who have gone through foster situations, otherwise like child abuse, like things like that. They have a lot of these similar type things that I can connect with with them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the chapter talks about those healing elements and these certain things like acknowledging it, personality versus behavior. Um, yes Integration, fear. Hold like, on, hold every, on. <laughs> like, all of it is just... It yeah. connects to it. And I think that really is like, it's kind of just a very pinpointed way of saying to adoptees this, but it's also like, hey, do the work. You're, it's going to help. There's mm -hmm. a lot to it. This chapter is a very small picture of what that yes. looks like, obviously. But I just think that that's a really good point because you're not going to... Nobody else is going to heal you, yeah. I guess, simply put. Yeah. So, um, moving on. I think you had some on that next section, too. Allowing feelings, controlling behavior. Feeling, controlling behavior. Oh. Uh, let me see here. Page 184. What did I have here? Oh, 
The only kinds of things was just talking about controlling behavior. There was just like this paragraph in the middle of 184, and I won't go through it, but a note that I made, and this isn't necessarily what Nancy wrote in here, but I just wrote react versus respond. Yeah. And I think that that's something that um, both adoptive parents can do a good job at or like try to make sure to mm -hmm. keep that in mind where certain behaviors are based off of these issues that are purely based on the on the primal wound and reacting to something isn't helpful and i feel like that's something that becomes a pattern in the adoptee where you react instead of thoughtfully respond yes and reaction is emotion response is more thoughtful and technical and meticulous i don't even know mm -hmm. what word i want to use here but i've started for instance like taking time to respond to someone and not responding out of emotion, giving myself the time to be like, here are the facts, like basing a lot yeah. of things off of fact instead of emotion. And I think that that's something that adoptive parents need to be really careful about because I think there is a fear that is instilled in adoptees that kids don't know because they can't verbalize it. They don't know it at the time, but later on they're just like, my mom was mad at me about this. I was afraid I was going to mm. be sent back to Columbia, yeah. for instance, or just like any yeah. of those kinds of things. And it's like, I think that's something that can be really, and I think can be challenging maybe with people like us who have older siblings who weren't yes. adopted. Like yes. it's parents get these patterns, you know, because they're just raising another child that's, you know, however many years mm -hmm. afterwards. And that is what they did. But it's, a different emotional response that the child gets because of that. Absolutely. Does that make any sense? I hope, yeah. I hope it makes sense <laughs> <laughs> to everybody else. But again, that was just a note that I had on that portion. React versus respond is something that I think people can kind of think about a little bit more. Um, and I think that's huge in adults. Like, I think that's what oh, this, absolutely. this main, it was a big section on that. And it's just talking about how adults really need to take that time to just really See the difference on those. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, let's see here. <laughs> uh, and I guess kind of like to specify that, the quote on page 185, um, when people are like, well, I can't help it. You know, it's just yeah. the way I am. Well, we can't help the feelings. They come from the unconscious or the, or from projection, but we can help the behavior. So yes. I guess that kind of more specifies what I mean about the react versus respond. So just something to note. Sure. Um, that and then I guess moving into the next sections about healing and just kind of taking ownership of things and the fact that you do have healing to do. It's not your fault that you have these traumas, but mm -hmm. it unfortunately has become your responsibility to fix them or to not fix them. So but unfair. I know. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> do so much work <laughs> but it's fully so, employed by my own yeah. emotions i'm exhausted but it's so worth it i mean once you heal from that or like start to heal from that you start you see seeing, a huge change oh absolutely and you see things in a different perspective like relationships friendships um anything, anything work exactly yeah it's night and day difference and the one thing i wanted healing. to highlight with that was the bottom of 185 where people are just like i don't know i used to know some people were like well if they don't like me as this and they don't get to have me at all. And it's like, well, um, that's not always true. And the bottom of 185, it says, 
in fact, other people do not have to accept your behavior. Yes. They don't have to. No, you know, it's like, oh, it's just not their responsibility. So moving on. I don't think we had anything really for the next section. I had a couple things, but it's not. Yeah, I had stuff highlighted. Excuse me, but like nothing that I would want to like really bring out. No, I think the next section that we both can talk about is acknowledging and mourning the loss. Yes. I want to hear from you first on this. I'm curious. So like mine was in that middle section. Um, It talks about, you know, the birth mother and adoptive parents have experienced loss, but mm, also the adoptee has experienced loss. And if we do not mourn our losses, if we do not realize that it is unreasonable or even impossible to expect our parents or partners to make up for these losses, we will go through life with a feeling of something undone, a yearning for something unattained. There will be a sense of being the eternal victim and feeling powerless, which prevents our growing up and being an adult. I think the biggest thing that I just took away from this whole thing is that Again, the healing is so huge. We have to mm-hmm. know that we have had these traumas. Again, if it's not just a loss with your birth mother, if you're not adopted and you just connect with this chapter in itself, uh, which I think you can, yeah. um, just knowing that if you've had any type of traumas or loss of who you used to be, maybe that's a good thing. Growth is a good thing. And understanding that, you know, the people that you maybe, I think that's what I'm going through now, that's why I'm going to bring it up is, like those friendships or things that you've had yeah. in the past that were so good at that chapter of your life yeah. may not benefit you now. And they might not support you how you need to be supported. And it's okay to outgrow things and exactly and set those boundaries. I think that's a huge thing. And I, I know boundaries and barriers come up in later in this chapter, but that's really what I took away from that. And there was sure. another part in here about something that you can do with your partner that I just wanted to try with which, Adrian. Oh, yeah. Which um, I think would be interesting. You which just take, page like, are you on? Uh, that, I jumped to 188. It was okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. I was like, oh my yeah. God, you and Adrian should do this. I thought yeah. that was really cool the way. Anyway, you should explain it. I think it's really well, awesome. Well, it's pretty much you just take, so you have no phones, no TV, nothing. You know, like we're so constantly bombarded Simulated with different by, yes yeah. all these different things going on around us you just take uh 15 minutes even which mm-hmm. is not very long honestly although when you think about just talking about yourself it can be 15 minutes can be lengthy but once you get started yeah you just have that different even if it's someone you've known for your entire life or for a really long time you just take that 15 minutes tell them about yourself tell them how you're going what you're going through how you're feeling and they cannot talk to you they can have no, no judgment no response no um but this is what you should be doing it's just you spitting it all out and then giving them the 15 minutes to spit it all out back to you and just being vulnerable to each other and just allowing that safe space i think that's really important yeah. too to just find that safe space with somebody and just sometimes you don't need advice sometimes you just need to be heard mm-hmm. well said erica my god thank you <laughs> I think one other thing, like, and this was something that I notated back the first time I read it, spring of 2020, I think is around that time, page 188. Um, And this is something that resonated with me. Uh, Just the quote, we have to drop the expectation that others will fulfill our needs and begin to fulfill them ourselves. I didn't even underline that, but yes, Risa. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that just for me has become something that's so important to me and something that I really thrive in. And just the fact that I don't know. I have a lot of friends that are 
learning the same thing right now. And it's just, just like about to say that. Yeah. And because you do so well on your own. Mm-hmm. And you hold that high standard of you can go out to eat by your own. You can you can go to dinner. I'm gonna go to movies that I yes. want to go to. Shows. You don't let anything stop you. The yeah. you know, like you should do this with a significant other or, or a friend, whatever. You do it on your own because you have that I don't know, like I think that is so inspiring. I'm just not gonna miss yes. out on things because and that's mostly because the demographic we're in. We're in our late twenties, we're women. We've been, mm-hmm. you know, structured by society for so long to, okay, if you're not in a relationship, it's, you know, a bust. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you doing if you're not in this? And I'm just like, that's not what I'm doing. It's like, once I read this and learned this and it's like, why can't I? Like, why not? I don't want to miss mm-hmm. out on these things because I'm not doing things the way that people have done them forever. Yes. And I think once I learned that, especially even just emotionally, it kind of also made me realize that I wasn't getting things from certain relationships, both romantic, friendship, any of those types of things where I'm like, okay, then why do I have this around? If I'm not getting these fulfilled even close by a relationship that I've asked for time and time again, I'm not fulfilling myself and this is just dead weight. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know, a lot of this whole chapter is just moving this forward and just being really positive and inspiring Um, the next thing that I wanted, like, as far as acknowledging and mourning loss, top of page 189, what they say here is each person has to find the best means of commemorating the releasing of the shackles of that loss by writing about it, painting it, sculpting it, etc., than burying or burning the symbol and saying goodbye. And I've I always wanted to do that. Like, where you right? We should do this. Yes. I was like, we should do this. Where together. you write on like a plate and smash yeah. it or something like that. All right, we're on okay. our list. Yep, it's Gotta on write our list. This down one second. I just th- <laughs> Erica and her to dos are my favorite thing ever. Um, but I just thought that that was something that you know I haven't ever done that. I haven't yeah. ever and like you and I would we'd make a night of it. We'd probably make a signature cocktail for it. Mm-hmm. You know, do something in the next section. I just underline like taking one's power back. Yes. Oh, and, and like you have to do thing. that. Like, yes, you have these past memories, but to let it go fully, I think you do have to go through some type of ritual like this, in a sense. Just letting it go, releasing It can be that. very symbolic, and, yeah. like, some people don't really believe in that. But I think with where we're at right now, it would just feel really empowering yeah. and really, like, Nothing validating. Nothing holding us back. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, like, I'm at a good place where this would be helpful, and it wouldn't be just sad. It'd be fun. Yeah, let's <laughs> smash the plates. <laughs> I'm down. Um, let's see. What you had some stuff for the next wow, a few sections. I did. Three barriers. <laughs> I said I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, marked it in our Google Doc. Um, three barriers to integration. Did you have some stuff in there? Yes. Gosh, I did. I oh, have I so much things. I have so much highlighted. Um wow. the only thing that I had was with fear, like talking about fight or flight. Um <laughs> and there was one thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. In the middle of page one ninety, it was like neurotic fear is the fear of what might happen. I just underlined and said, "Oops." <laughs> I just put. This is what I like, call anxiety. Like, <laughs> which is just kind of like, okay, so I anticipate the worst that can happen. So what? Someone yeah. asked you. Yeah, I literally. I'm not heard that. about the asteroid coming towards Earth. I mean, yeah, or North Korea and their <laughs> missile. I'm up to date. It's fine. <laughs> No big deal. But yeah, I I pretty much just kind of talked about in here. I definitely underlined that. And that's when I was like, this is what I call anxiety. Like, 
there's no immediate danger, but I'm just, I'm prepared for anything. And yeah. people who are around me are like, I'm glad you thought about that because I didn't think about that at all. Like, yeah. you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm going crazy in my this. mind, but I got this. Yeah. Um, but I think guilt and shame really stuck out to Which me. Which I remember there was a whole chapter <laughs> on that and we were not okay. Yes. Um, that part for me too was like the fact that they talk about justifiable guilt mm -hmm. is what one experiences when one has harmed another person or engaged in unethical conduct. Neurotic guilt is guilt about someone, about something over which we had no control. Which is like and 90 I also of the it, time. Oh God, it's the me. <laughs> like, that's what was happening. And then talking about shame. It's different from guilt, you know? Like, oh, shame so serves no useful purpose, but it cannot be integrated. It tells us that we're not worthy. It lowers our self-esteem, mm -hmm. sabotages, sabotages our, self, our sense of self. Mm. This is the judgment or belief that many adoptees have about themselves because they were given up for adoption. That's shame of, mm -hmm. you know, was I not good enough? And that kind of goes back to that past chapter we just talked about of just trying to feel worthy and feel that purpose in ourselves. For sure. Um, one other, like the way that this ends with talking about shame and guilt is just the healing for guilt is forgiveness. The healing for shame is acceptance. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, the way that they talk about that with like guilt being kind of a, uh, I mean, experiences with what happened where mm -hmm. shame is who you are. Like, I just thought that was really interesting because shame is acceptance. It's just like, you know what? This is what happened to me that made me this person not my fault so right i gotta move on i gotta yes. do something about yes. it yes exactly did you underline anything for the anger and rage section i still have more on guilt and shame like oh, i just take it away <laughs> i'm bring on the Sorry, guilt and shame so <laughs> we love guilt and shame one. here we do but like <laughs> the only other thing on. that i was gonna say in there is guilt is one of those things that many adoptees say get in the way of their relationships with their birth mothers after reunion Oh. And I, I think, of course, that didn't of stick course. out to you, but like for me, I was just like, I, I felt have that, though. I yeah, be like Erica, <laughs> <laughs> which we've done majority of the time throughout this whole like, book. This, she's gonna connect with this. Yes. I gotta write this down. Um, but I definitely felt guilt, and I think again, I've talked about this in the previous uh book club series on chapter what are thirteen? Yeah. Um, but I felt guilt before, um, you know, that whole process with my adoptive parents not necessarily with my birth mom just because i didn't feel guilty like i'm i just want answers like you know i just yeah. i'm not i'm unapologetic for that i just want answers and i just want That's to connect awesome with too. you yeah Kudos but to Erica. mother's guilt um is something that she has to take care of herself and i think that's huge because yeah. I personally feel like you know my my birth mom says sorry all the time i think she feels guilty and it's which it's I mean, fair yeah, it's fair but i get it like she has to go through this experience too. And I think that for some reason that just feels like, okay, good. I'm not alone in this in a certain sense. Sure. That's all I got. That's all the guilt and shame I got for this chapter. <laughs> for now. <laughs> we'll talk more about guilt and shame at a later date. Um, anger, rage. I think one thing as far as the uh, guilt as a mask or intense feelings such as anger or sorrow for me, that was really it. I think yeah. it was just like that kind of is where it comes from. But guilt Definitely. is like that hollow, or at least for me, if I were to draw a picture of guilt, it would be like a hollow darkness or something, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Whereas anger or rage, I guess I don't really, thinking about those words, think about like outbursts necessarily. Yeah. Or like, I that's what I think about, but I haven't really necessarily experienced that. It's more like 
a lot of this is very enclosed internal emotions and stuff. So did you have anything for that section? I didn't, but I have a question for you. Like with anger and rage, like, did you feel that anger towards your birth mom for giving you up or do you? I don't think I ever did. Like maybe like a tiny bit, like, why would you do that? It was more just like, like, I don't think ever. I was just like questioning it. Like why? Mine was just why not even like mad. Cause I'm such, if you know me, I'm almost too nice to a fault. Like, I get, get yelled at from side. Adrian. <laughs> like, you're too nice. Like, I know I am, but I can't help it. It's just who I am. It's like, I don't know if it's like... Mm. So I felt for her, essentially. Is I was just like, something had to happen. It's probably not easy for her. I feel bad. I don't necessarily like yeah, get angry about it. I don't think I ever got... I can't pinpoint a yeah. time when I got mad. It was really more sadness. Mm-hmm. That's really it. I don't think I was ever pissed off about the fact that <laughs> this is what happened and this was her fault. Like, yeah. that never has really crossed my mind. That's fair. Um, Next section. Should have marked this for myself as well. Taking back our power. Yes. Love this. Gotta do that. Um... Let's see here. Power within makes us feel calm <gasps> and whole. Yeah, say it again. Power within <gasps> makes us feel calm and whole. It allows us to be, be assertive, assertive and not, not aggressive. aggressive. I love that. Yes. Because I have worked so hard to be, like, because passive aggressiveness in Minnesota mm-hmm. is, like, the second language after, I, like, <laughs> be like, oh, you betcha. So... <laughs> so i don't know for me i'm just like being assertive but not aggressive like and people probably in minnesota think that we're aggressive instead of being assertive but it's like no i'm gonna be direct um and i respect that like that's what i want you know i would so much rather any situation i notated a person's name that i'm going to omit right now but it made me really think of the fact that i'm like i'm trying to be upfront and specific and just like if this, you know, if this is what you're going to offer me, then that's really it. I'm not going to try harder because this is what I need from this relationship. And if I'm not going to get it, I'm out. I think you started this and I'm really like, I've been told so many times, like, set those boundaries, set those boundaries, like, get those people out of your life. Mm. They're not, but it's so hard not for me, you. which is because it's, I'm it's such not, a people pleaser and like, and it's hard until you anyone. get it. And then, yes. and then you're golden like yes. because then you don't feel bad about it anymore. I agree. And it's just so interesting. They, like, I yeah. feel, I still feel bad because again, I'm just so nice to a fault where it's just like, they might be going through something. Like, I'll just give them one more year. Like, but no, mm. like one I'm, more year, girlfriend. I know. <laughs> I told you that. I'm too nice, but I'm you're going to. You're not always nice. <laughs> <laughs> but also, we have good boundaries. <laughs> yes, we She's have good boundaries. With me, just I'm just that. practicing it on you. Like, I'm <laughs> Erica's punching bag. Nice to meet you. No, but at the end here, totally it just kidding. pretty much says like true power involves taking responsibility for our own. For our own choices and actions. Yes. It involves establishing and maintaining boundaries. It involves inventing changes and involving taking, taking risks. risks. Yes. And I think that's where I get so nervous because <sighs> taking risks means like unknown. I don't like the unknown. And so that's really hard for me to do. But I think I've really just gotten that support from the people who do care about me to take those risks, to cut off those people who aren't helping me or is proud of me or, yeah. you know, supporting me in every aspect of my life. And being there during those challenges times. Mm-hmm. Like, I need you during times. And I'm always, always there for you during that. That's the thing is I know that you and I definitely have that in common where we're like, I will literally drop everything if yes. my friend is dealing with something. Like, And I know 
that with what you and I have as our friendship, because ours is very different than any other relationship I have. I'm like, even now, like I wouldn't, I know you and I wouldn't help each other out of guilt. It would really be like, I am feeling for this friend. I want to help. And I know, I don't know. It doesn't really feel kind of like one of those like tip for tat type of situations. Yeah. And the next sec or the next paragraph, the second paragraph on this page is talking about how, These changes are not only the beliefs, which I think is kind of like what you said as far as holding on to these things, being like, this relationship really served me at this time. We had really great memories. I'm holding on to this for hopes that it's going to happen again. Mm. That's also the, just the ideal that you have for yourself in your worthiness. And they say it is like, these beliefs are familiar. They're old Mm. friends. It's difficult to let go of them. I think a lot of people can feel that as far as the beliefs as well as the actual friendships. Yes. Because that's something that, like, I'm going through right now. And I'm also realizing that in comparison to before, it was like, this really did serve me before. It was really something. But that's not where I'm at anymore. Mm -hmm. And this is what I'm asking for. I'm being very assertive with what I'm asking for. And if that's not what you can deliver, that's okay. But I'm going to be saying goodbye. And, like, for people who are listening, like, we're not asking for, like, text every day. Like, we're very, like, it's it's very open conversation and honest and real and supportive foundation with our friendships. And, you know, like, we'll be like, we can't text each other right now. Okay, we get it. We don't care if you're on social media because that might be your outlet. It's just like. Oh, I know. I don't know. That kind of thing is just, like, it's so unrealistic. But. And those are the kinds of friendships that from the side where people are like, well, why are you on, on Facebook Messenger and you can't talk to me? It's like, mm-hmm. I just don't want to right now. Why is that an issue? Like, I have the like capacity to be scrolling mindlessly. Yeah, It doesn't mean I can engage in a like really riveting conversation. Which I have nothing to say to anybody right so now. So interesting because you've brought that perspective into me too. Like this chapter like speaks you to volume and I'm just getting to your level. And, like, that, that's cool for me because... Which I thought was interesting because just with your thoughts here just being... Which... Do you mind if I read what you wrote No, here? go for it. I just really had a moment when I read this because the last chapter before this, talking about reunion, I read it and I was like, oh, my God, Erica's totally right. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is why I was feeling this way. This particular one, I was like... It was just interesting to see that we were at... Right, totally different. So what Erica wrote here was, reading this was a nice reminder on where I am in my personal growth, but yet humbled me to take a step back and realize I have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. That's like a, a freaking girl. Yeah. <laughs> Erica Pesh, please. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that that was so like, I was just so proud of you to read that because that was such a simple thing that you said in this particular chapter where mm-hmm. it was like, that's it okay great you know it's just like that is um that was just like a really powerful thing and like for me it made me reflect on my journey so far a lot has resonated with what I've done so far there's obviously still that it has to be done but I've grown a lot and matured a lot over the last couple years and have learned to be direct with my feelings and with that it's just like I'm also realizing that these relationships that I have either ended or been upfront about that have then improved because yes. I was upfront about I'm in a better spot and I'm not pouring into other people's cups all the time and then not getting anything back. Yeah, and it kind of jumps into page 195 where it's being assertive. 
Where being assertive means taking care of ourselves. Mm. And a quote here, it said, Donna, an adoptee from Florida told me that an adopted or adoptee is a person who someone steps on. Oh, sorry. Let me re-say that. Donna, an adoptee from Florida, told me that an adoptee is a person who, when someone steps on their toes, says, excuse me, instead of ow. And that kind of just shows me like that. Oh, sorry, I'm in the way. Yeah. Like, it just is so interesting how... That is very different. And again, I really just took out this chapter that I am just starting this journey of being empowering myself, understanding myself, and knowing my own worth. And that people people around me need to either step up to that and understand that as I would for them, mm-hmm. or I would just... Move on. Move on and lose that part of my life, but I had a great chapter when I did. Well, and the thing is, is like, it's not a matter of being like, everyone has to step it up to my standard. That's really just kind of like, right. do you want to? Because it's okay if you don't. Right. And that, and, it's and like, and being again, okay with it. Yes. And our standards aren't like crazy. Like, that's, no. a, that's the thing, too. It's just like, just being there. But it's just like, I also don't, ex- like, I just really want there to be a reciprocal relationship. Yes. And if there's not, and if I'm going to ask for this and something to be a little bit more. I, I don't think that's insane. So if you yeah. can't give me that, please just tell me so I can move on. Yeah. Because I And there's no believe... hurt against you no. or grudge against you. It's just everyone's in their own journey. Maybe we'll reconnect at some point. Yeah. And I'm not against that. I'm exactly. not like going to be in a grudge. I'm a very much a firm believer in the phrase yes. like people are in your life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. And I've started to make peace with the fact that a lot more people in my life have been there for a season. And I'm for not sure. going to kill myself over giving them so 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 much Mm -hmm. for them to be there for a lifetime right and i think the only last quote i have in here is nothing is going to change unless we make a change yeah and it's so simple and i love those simple little quotes but like that nails it on the head Mm -hmm. and i think basically with the stuff that we've discovered here and talked about Um, we just want to know like where you guys think that your journey is. Erica's saying that she feels Mm -hmm. now that she's read this, it's humbled her and she wants to kind of start growing a little bit more. I feel like a lot of this resonated with what I've done so far, but that doesn't mean I'm done. Um, so curious what you guys all think as far as where you're at. Um, that, and also if you've let go of the loss, which I think Erica and I kind of do a little bit more work on that and see where that brings us. But I think for the most part, we're on a really good track for that. Mm-hmm. I don't think either and of us are at the time. beginning of that. And yes. it takes time. It's never going to go away like we've talked about a million mm-hmm. times. But I think that's kind of where it leaves it us at the end of yeah. chapter 14. Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess <laughs> stay close. tuned. Follow us on all social medias. Uh, we are on pretty much everywhere. We're really getting into TikTok. Mm-hmm. So check out those fun random little videos there. <laughs> Just yeah. shows our personality a little, a little bit more, and um, just stay tuned for the next book club series because they are coming out weekly. So we are just throwing them at you weekly. pretty quick. <laughs> yes, and we are in season three. Super excited yeah. about that. Otherwise, reach out always if you have any questions or want just that support with us. Until next time, later. Bye. Bye.